0: Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. We are a church with a heart for people and the message of Jesus. It is our desire that you'll be drawn closer to God through today's teaching. To access notes from today's message, go to foxriverchristians.org message. Thanks for listening. I remember boarding a plane on March 25th, 1999, and I was leaving everyone I knew behind. I was leaving everything normal behind. And my normal at that point was basically this. I was working second shift at a bakery, all right? And when I got off of work, I would meet up with some friends and we would hang out pretty late at night. And then the morning, right, I would sleep even later. And that that just happened day after day after day. That was my normal. I was pretty much just coasting at that point, all right? But then it was all about to change in an instant because I was on that plane. Now, now why was I on the plane? You might be asking that, right? I was on the plane because I had just joined the military. All right, and and I was about to be introduced to a slightly different way of living. So as the plane was taking off, I remember thinking this. Jesus, it's just you and me now. No matter what happens, we're in this together. Oh, my normal was sure about to change. In that moment, I found my new normal. And by God's grace, that new normal has remained my normal ever since. Hey, everybody. My name is Pastor Bill. If we haven't met, and I'm so glad to be here with you today for the last installment of our Finding Normal series. Man, these last few months have been nuts, all right? They've been crazy. All right, pandemics, politics, illness, death, injustice and fear, anger, churches and businesses have closed their doors. And our emotions have been up and down like the stock market. Man, it's just been crazy. Do you have any desire, because I know I do, to find a new normal? Man, I suspect that you feel the same way I do, that you want that. My hope and my prayer for each one of us today, myself included, is this that we would find this normal and we would also discover how to enjoy it and keep it forever by God's grace. Now, before we get into that, let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. You have been so good to us, Lord. You gave us today and you didn't have to do that, but it's another evidence of your abundant grace that you give to us, Lord. So we just say thank you for it. Lord, I pray that in the precious time, these few minutes, Lord, that we're able to spend together today, um, God, I pray that we would hear from you. And I pray that we would understand what you're telling us, Lord. And I pray that, again, by your grace, we might be able to respond. We might be able to, to take what you're telling us and implement it and apply it to our lives, Lord, that we might even worship you with our lives. Be glorified this weekend, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, let's turn to John chapter 15. All right, John chapter 15. You turn there, probably the easiest way to turn there is on your phone, right? Open up that, that UVersion app. All right, bypass the verse of the day and get right to John 15, go there, all right? As you're heading there, um, let's discuss the setting. Here's the setting for John chapter 15. This takes place after three and a half years of ministry, after three and a half years of friendship. Listen, Jesus and his disciples, they've just finished the last supper and they've moved from that upper room and they're now walking toward one of their favorite hangout spots. And it's simply this, it's an olive garden, all right? They're, they're on their way there. And during dinner, which again is now finished, but they're walking towards, right? On the way, they're walking. Jesus is giving them a final teaching and a final comfort before he goes to the cross, which is mere hours away. He's basically saying this, your current normal is about to get blown up. But listen, I've got a new normal for you and I want you to find it and I want you to enjoy it and I want you to keep it for forever. So as we get into John 15, keep that in mind. And and as we get into John 15, I want you to notice something. This is kind of cool, okay? Notice how many times in these 12 verses we're about to read, how many times Jesus says the word remain, All right? If you count it up, you'll probably arrive at 11 times. That's what I got, all right? And when he says remain, think this. He's saying remain connected, okay? So let's get into John 15. We're gonna start in verse one and we'll go all the way through verse 12. Here we go. Jesus said, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will produce even more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain. In me. Verse five, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, though, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Let's pause for a second. Think about that now. Jesus says, as the Father has loved me, So I have loved, listen, as the father, we're talking about the Trinity, right? That the the, the three persons of the one God, God the father has loved God the son in a special way. Can you wrap your mind around that? Can you comprehend that? Can you fathom the depths of that love? The answer is clearly no. But Jesus is saying in the same way that the father has loved me, that's how I love you, my disciples. And by extension, he's talking about us, Two, what a great and beautiful love that is. Again, verse nine, as the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love, Jesus says. Well, the natural question is, um, how do we remain in your love, Jesus? And he's like, glad you asked. Verse 10, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Jesus says, I wanna be joyful about you. This is how you do it. Remain in my love, keep my commands. And and by the way, that'll make you super happy too, okay? Verse 12, my command is this. This is the command, we saw this earlier in John 13, 34. This is the command that Jesus says that overarches and kind of redefines what following him looks like. It's this, my command is love each other as I have loved you. Now we talked about that love, right? Between God the Father and God the Son. And in that same way, God the Son, Jesus He loves his disciples. Wow. That's one striking truth. But there's a couple other striking truths right here in the text. And we're just gonna hit on a couple. We're not gonna camp out there too long, but we're gonna hit on them. Here's what they are. We have to mention them. There are different kinds of branches in the church. All right, listen. Some branches are connected to Christ and they bear fruit. Now, at this point, you might be asking, okay, what is fruit? And and thankfully, God doesn't leave us, pun intended, all right, guilty as charged. He doesn't leave us hanging for that, okay? But, all right, like fruit hanging on the tree. Um, But he tells us in Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23, what spiritual fruit looks like. He's like, when you're connected to the vine that is Christ, when a branch is connected to the vine that is Christ, when you are walking in step with the Holy Spirit, as expressed in Galatians 5, then God will produce this fruit in you. And here's what that fruit is. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are the things that will begin to happen in your life and begin to happen more often in your life and become more powerful and prominent in your life. They'll, they'll define you. The more that you're connected to Christ, that's the more and more what you're gonna look like. You're gonna look like him because those are attributes of God himself. So there are branches that are connected to Christ and those branches have fruit on them And for those branches, here's what we see in the text, is that God cares for those branches so that, why? So they'll produce even more fruit. That's cool. Now there's other kinds of branches in the church too. And these branches are not connected to Christ. Those branches don't have any fruit. Those branches are barren. And God doesn't care for those branches. Here's what God, the father, the gardener, here's what he does. He takes those branches, he gathers them up. They're withering, right? They're dead. And he throws them into the fire and they're burned. Now, that's not a type of fire that I want to be in. Like Jesus said, hey, I'm the vine, you're the branches. If I'm branched, branch, I don't want to be in that fire. Now, at this point, you might be thinking, you'd be right if you were thinking this. Is Jesus talking about Hell like some branches, some people in the church are gonna be going to hell? And I would say, yeah, yeah. Because not everybody who comes to church knows Jesus is Savior. Not everybody who comes to church is connected to Christ and is bearing fruit. It's not everybody. Now, that's the hard truth. Thankfully, when Jesus communicates, and we see this throughout his word, He communicates truth and grace. So if you're thinking to yourself right now, oh man, that doesn't sound very good. I'm not too confident. Am I connected to Christ? Listen, there is a way for you to be connected if that's a big question mark or fear or concern in your mind. And we're gonna get to that in just a few minutes. God has that grace waiting for us. The next striking truth is this that branches, and and you're gonna miss this. I missed this for years, by the way. Branches don't produce fruit, all right? They bear it, all right? Meaning this, branches don't make fruit. Branches hold the fruit, all right? Um, and, And the only way to make fruit, all right, or the only way to bear fruit, actually, is by being connected to the vine that is Christ. Now, at this point, we will be right in thinking this. Hey, um, what, does, what does that look like? Or, or how, do, how do I stay connected? And that's where we lean again on what Christ has said in these verses we read. And it has everything to do with valuing Christ and valuing his words, all right? It's about obedience or keeping his commands, as verse 10 says. And you say, well, what do you mean keeping his commands? Like everything he said, Yes, but that's hard for us to get our minds around. And the easiest way to think about it is what Jesus says in verse 12. He says, love one another as I have loved you. Now let's pause there just for a second and remember this. Jesus said, just as the father has loved me, I have loved you. Now I'm saying for the same way that I've loved you, you love one another. How grand a love does Jesus desire for us to have for one another? Wow. And that kind of love, listen, it's more than an outward action. You see, anyone can manufacture a little bit of patience or a little bit of kindness or a little bit of love for a time. But when we value Christ and when we value his words, like what he says, He produces patience and kindness within me. He produces a love like his within me. Just like a branch cannot live unless it's connected to the vine, we cannot live if we are not connected to Christ. And just like it's impossible for a branch to bear fruit unless it's connected to the vine, unless we're connected to Christ, we cannot do anything of eternal worth or significance. We must be connected to Christ. And that's why he says what he says in John fifteen five. He says this, right? I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Listen, on the very brink of universal catastrophe and the greatest social injustice the world has ever seen. And as the disciples, normal is about to leave them and never come back. Jesus says this. I've got a new normal for you and I want you to find it and I want you to enjoy it and I want you to keep it for forever. Inside of verse five, we just read it, right? What Christ is doing is he's saying to his closest friends and again, by extension to all of us, he's saying this. Like these are Christ's words behind his words. He's saying this, remember me. Remember who I am. Remember what I've done. Listen, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door of the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. I am the true vine. I am God. That's what Jesus is saying. And I love you just like the Father has loved me. Listen, I lived for you. I died for you. I'm gonna send my Holy Spirit to be with you and check it out, in you a normal may leave you, but I never will. We know this, that change is not a one-time thing. Change will continue to happen over and over and over again. In fact, we're very familiar with this. The only thing constant is change itself. But the new normal that God has for each of us is this. It's just you and me now. No matter what happens, we're in this together. There's this new normal that will never change and we can have it for forever. Jesus says, I and my father, the gardener, we will care for you. When you trust me and stay connected to me, my Holy Spirit will produce in you all kinds of fruit like you never imagined. And you'll see something that the normal I want for you to find has less and less, and he's saying this to us, less and less to do with your job or how well your 401k is doing or your marital status or even your personal health. The normal that God has for each of us actually is less and less about me and more and more about he. So how do we find that new normal? How do we enjoy it? How do we keep it for forever? It's this, it's really simple. Check it out. It's by remembering Jesus. Like, oh, that's pretty simple. Yeah, remembering Jesus and remaining connected to him. It has everything to do with Finding Christ has everything to do with clinging to him as if your very life and purpose and joy depended on it. It has everything to do with clinging to him and never letting go. Now, at this point, you might be wondering, Bill, are you kind of like hyping this? Are you like overplaying this, the importance of connection? I would say emphatically, no, I'm not. Okay, I got a few reasons for you why this connection piece and remembering Jesus, why it's so important. First one is this, we see it in Colossians 1. You were literally made for this, okay? You were literally made by Jesus and for Jesus. All right, in Genesis 1, we see, this is how the whole Bible kicks off, by the way, that we're made in his image. We were literally made for connection with God. And another reason is this. We see this in Ephesians chapter 2. We were created, right? Not only as Galatians 5 to, to, to bear spiritual fruit. And a lot of it, right, in John 15, 5, a lot of it so that the Father might be glorified, but we were made for good works, right? To walk in them. We were made for this connection with joys, with, with joy. And by the way, right? Our joy is on the line our complete and full joy is at stake. In fact, we can't have that type of joy that God has for us unless we're connected to him. And here's some bonus material. I kind of alluded to it a few seconds ago, but here's a bonus material. (sighs) By remembering Jesus and staying connected to him, guess what? You can glorify the Father. A lot of people ask the question, how can I put a smile on God's face? What can I do to like, please God? Like, what am I supposed to do? What's the purpose of life and how do I do it? Here's the answer, all right? Here's the answer. Bear much fruit by remembering Jesus and staying connected to him. Bear much fruit and glorify the father. Wow, You kid, all of that just by remembering Jesus and remaining connected to him, yes. And a beautiful way that God has given us to remember him and to stay connected to him is through something called communion. God gave us communion to help us remember Jesus, to remember what he's done, to remain connected to him, which can be our normal and should be our normal, okay? From this point forward, no matter where we are, He's given us communion for that purpose. And he's given us communion for a very practical reason. If ever we become disconnected, anyone get disconnected from God sometimes? Yep, me too. If ever we become disconnected, it's a way to restore that connection or reconnect with him. We're about to take communion together. But if you are disconnected in any way from Christ, hear this now, Jesus is calling out to you. Would you come near? Would you connect with me for the first time or reconnect? Come close to me now is what he's saying. If you are disconnected from God right now because you just haven't become a Christian yet, listen, I got good news for you, All right? And this is the grace that we spoke of just a few short minutes ago. The good news is this, you can be connected, all right? If you're not a Christian yet, you you can become a Christian. God has done all the heavy lifting. He's done all the work. All you need to do is this, believe. That's all. Believe that Jesus is the son of God. He is God. Believe that he died for your sins. And when you believe that, then you receive some things, right? You receive the right to be called a child of God. You receive his forgiveness of all your sins and you receive the new life, the everlasting life that he offers to every single person. Believe in him and receive him now. Where you are right now, in fact, let's just do this. Say this with your mouth or just think it in your mind, okay? It's not about magic words or anything. It's just a reflection of the good work that he's doing inside of you. Just do this. Lord, I believe you. I believe who you are and what you've done. And God, I receive you. I receive your grace now. If that's you, and if you just believed and received, I want to say this, welcome to the family of God and welcome to your new normal. It's amazing. Praise you, Jesus. All right. Now, maybe you're already a Christian. But you're disconnected because you're living in disobedience or you're living in sin. Here's God's offer of grace to you at this time. Hey, would you confess your sin? Confess just means agree. Would you agree with God about what's going on? What has come between you and him? Would you confess that? Would you turn back to him? And would you reconnect with him at this time? If you do that, he promises to restore you to right relationship with him, all right, First John chapter 1, verse nine, one of my favorite verses in all of God's word is this. If you confess your sins, he, meaning Jesus, is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. He will restore you. Now, hopefully, You've got a little bit of bread and juice already. But if you don't, uh, just hang on like 30 seconds and then I'll give you a really good time to get up and, and get that, okay? From your kitchen or, or wherever, all right? But here's what I wanna say first. I wanna give us all like a minute or so just to examine our lives, to take a look at our lives. And if there is anything that, that truly has come between us and our Savior. What you should do in this minute is, is confess that, turn back to Him, and reconnect with Christ. Come to His table. What we'll do in a minute is we'll eat and drink together. This is what happened at the Last Supper. All right, so a little bit before John 15. Jesus said this, right, during the meal. He said, or he took the bread, he gave thanks, and he broke it. And he gave it to them, his disciples, saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So let's take the bread together and let's eat it, remembering who Jesus is and what he's done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In the same way, after supper, Jesus took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. So let's take the juice. And as we drink it together, let's remember who Jesus is and the good things that he's done for us and the good things that he's doing in us and through us. Let's drink. Let's pray. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, God, that you made a way for us to be connected to you and to remain connected to you. That by remembering your words, remembering who you are, what you've done, God, that in that you bless us with spiritual fruit. You bless us with life that is so good. May we remain connected to you, Lord. Help us to remain connected to you so that we bear much fruit, God, that you, Father, that you would be glorified, Lord. Let that be our aim and the reality of our lives, God, that we might, Worship you at all times by remembering and remaining connected. We love you, Lord Jesus, but it's only because you loved us first. You died for us, Lord, while we were still yet sinners. Thank you. Be glorified, Lord, as we leave here today. And help us, Lord, to remember you, to remember what you've done. But God, that it wouldn't stop there. God, to share that with others, God, that they might take part in that joy of knowing the good work that you've done and that you're doing. God, that that you might do the same in their lives as well. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Love you guys. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.